What's your favorite scary movie? podcast where two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello. Hello. Uh, happy December, which means it's it's Christmas and the holiday season all month long, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we, as promised, we planned an entire month of, of holiday horror flicks. The first mm-hmm. one being, uh, would you like to introduce him since this was your choice? Sure. Uh, it is the 2015 movie Krampus, directed by Mike Doherty and written by Todd Casey, Michael Doherty, and uh, Zach Shields. Um, it starred Adam Scott and Tony Collette, uh, so those are the main draw-ins that they got the big names for the I'm sorry, Allison film. Tolman's not a main draw-in? Okay. <laughs> Okay then, I guess. Okay. That's on you. That's on me. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> and I, I really, I don't know why I love this movie so much, but I just do. It's really fun. I enjoy watching it. Um, what do you think? What do you think about it? Yes, well, I saw it in theaters, and I think I've yeah. seen it like one other time beforehand. God, but I, I, what I always associate with this first has nothing to do with the movie. But I remember when I saw this in theaters. The, the man sitting next to my brother took off his shoes. Oh my god. <laughs> so this is like, well, I guess this is happening during Krampus. Okay, great. It's a fun oh movie. It gets, it gets very dark. I'm like, I know this is a horror movie, but like, you you don't see a lot of like family oriented horror movies and since it's a Christmas movie. Like the first, the beginning of it could just be a, a dysfunctional family Christmas movie and then people start getting off. <laughs> yeah. So... But I, I appreciate how dark it goes. I'm like, he handles the tone really well. Uh, Mike Doherty. Mm-hmm. Uh, who also made Trick or Treat, the cult favorite. Yes. I love Isn't the... there supposed to be a sequel come to that coming out in uh, next year? There is? There is? That's what I had heard, that there's supposed to be a sequel to Trick or Treat coming out in 2020. Oh, wig, okay. Well, good for him. So. Um, ah. Let's just start again. I really like the opening of this. Yeah, <laughs> using like a classic Christmas song to contrast with just the. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is what it's just like to work in retail. Although I've never, I've never <laughs> been pushed off a ladder yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. Um, I love that. Um, they let the grandma speak German in this and have subtitles, yeah. like, cause people. Because this was a mainstream film, and, like, I know they're still white, but, like, I feel like just in general, people just are so allergic to having to read subtitles and captions in movies, and this is just like, oh, fuck you, like, and and so it kind of, you kind of get a glimpse of, like, like, what's the, I can't, my mind is blanking. Like, different generations, like, the generation gap, and, like, it's really cute when he's talking to the main kid, when he's talking to his grandma, and, like, she's speaking German, and he can kind of understand it, but he's speaking English to her, and they both, like, still understand each other. I don't know. I think it's really sweet. And it makes sense, since this is about Krampus, which is a German 
German tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Definitely. I loved Omi. Omi, yeah. She was great. She was just, like, completely, like, I don't know. I just loved cool. her. I the loved the, the, an- the choice to have, like, animation for her flashback. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. I love that. I love that. Yeah, there's a lot of, like... It just makes it interesting. Like, a lot of just the, the visual choices in this and all the design elements. Like, I love the... Because at- I I don't live in the Midwest. I live in fucking California. So, like, any movie with this much, like, snow, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> 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 Must, that's cool. But, um, <laughs> for, I mean, first, first of all, just like all the, the decked out Christmas decorations that Miss Tony Collette does for her house and, like, trying to create that environment and then getting into, like, the design of all the, 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 the creepos, as I call them, the freakos, all the little, for, like, the, oh, like, yeah. the L- like they're they're fucking terrifying. It all looks like it looks like <laughs> something that I'd walk through during Halloween horror nights, and I mean that in the best way possible because they always have some like haunted holidays maze going on <laughs> where Krampus pops at you. Yes. And like, hey. <laughs> I would love for that to be a maze at Hollywood Horror Nights. It, I think it was one one year. I think they had a Krampus maze. Yeah. Oh yeah. It might have been. I can't yeah. remember if I went through it or not. Now I think it was the year I didn't go, but they had a Krampus maze. So, you blew it. <laughs> oh, nice. Bring it back. <laughs> I blew it. I had my chance. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I think most, if not, like, all of the minions in the movie, including Krampus, uh, they were puppets created <gasps> by Weta Workshop, which has done, like, uh, you know, Dark Crystal <gasps> oh, and okay, other, yeah. like, big films. So, along with, alongside Jim Henson's, uh workshop I believe they helped contribute and like Mike Doherty was always visiting to like talk about the uh creatures and see how they were moving and stuff like that and so like the huge jack-in-the-box that's in the film that's a puppet uh that someone's controlling on the inside the the hell angel that like unfurls its wings and like descends on Tony Collette's also a puppet the teddy bear is a puppet. The robot that attacked Adam Scott is a puppet. It. So, like, they just... So <laughs> many puppets. And um, even the in the sequence where Beth is, like, walking through mm-hmm. the, the roads and you see, like, all these houses passing by is actually just, like, a use of force perspective. So, like, they put foreground objects and they put the camera kind of far back and they had it set so that way it looked like she was in scale to the houses, which were just, like, scaled down, like, mm-hmm. one sixteenth size. And then they, like, printed the front of houses with uh, fake icicles hanging off of them onto the front so that way they didn't have to, like, oh build each part of the house on the outside. Yeah, and they used, like, five different things for the snow. Like, if they wanted the falling snow, it was some kind of uh, detergent bubbles. Um, And when they had the family, like, walking through, like, almost hip-deep snow, it was something that was used to make diapers, is what (laughs) they said. Uh, And you couldn't wear shoes in that, because apparently it would suck them right off your feet, so they were walking barefoot (laughs) in that scene. So, I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I just appreciated <laughs> that this used practical effects for everything, and I don't just mean, like, there's no gore in it, but like you said, it's all puppetry. That's, like, that's a craft that you don't 
see a lot used in film anymore, and and it, and it makes it look gnarly, especially that Jack in the Box Man. That's the thing that like eats the one kid, right? Oh yes. I love. Oh. Yeah, it eats one of the kids. Um, I think there was somebody in the oh. front, and then they had two people in the back part to to move the tail of it, and then like to make it move around on the inside. I love it. So that way it looked like somebody was. I in absolutely there. love it. Like I I, I think <laughs> the only thing that probably wasn't practical were the gingerbread men, right? Those were definitely. But oh my god, I love those because Probably. they reminded me of Army yeah. of Darkness with all the little ashes that are causing a ruckus. That's what that part <laughs> reminded me of. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of fun shit going on there. Oh, also, Adam Scott's reaction. I'm just kind of, I don't know the character names. I'm just calling everyone by the actor name, I guess. Um, but Adam Scott's reaction to the child being eaten by the Jack in the Box is one of my favorite, like, reactions in any horror movie. Just the, oh, come on. <laughs> That's that's acting, man. Or when his uh, or when um, his brother-in-law like jumps on the jack in the box and they get like pulled out the window and he's like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it's uh, it's choices that I love. <laughs> stark humor, I love it. Mm-hmm. And also, um, to to go back to the uh, character design a little bit, I love that they did like they took like a ton of photographs of like depictions of what Krampus might look like like illustrations Mm -hmm. and people who dress up in costume and they just came up with this whole entire uh character and like the they really showed like how old he's supposed to look with like the design of like the sack that he has and his robes are just like they look like they're pieced together because they've just fallen apart so much Mm. and he hides behind a mask that looks like Santa Claus so you don't know what his real face looks like. Though I think a lot of people uh, envision him with, like, a goat. He looks like a goat because yeah. of the eyes. Yeah, and the hooves. And I was like, yeah. Those are his hooves. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had two sets of hooves uh, for Krampus. They had the one where the actor on the inside was uh, walking on them, and then they had a pair that was completely separate that had articulated joints for, like, close-ups, like when Beth's under the truck... And you can see him looking like he's like walking like a like a goat. And it's like, I love that. I just love that attention to detail. <laughs> so, um, shall we talk about the? I, I, there's not really anything that you can. There's not like any true story <laughs> or any crime. <laughs> no, this actually happened. All right. I mean, <laughs> what do you have for it? I'll just uh, talk about the little bit of the origins yeah, of Krampus. Please, yeah. um, so they originally actually do not have anything to do with Christmas. They oh. instead date back to pre-Germanic paganism yeah. in the region of uh, Austria. Um, his name originates with the German Krampen, which means claw, and tradition has it that he is the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hell. And during the 12th century, the Catholic Church attempted to banish Krampus celebrations because of his resemblance to the devil. (laughs) Uh, More eradication attempts followed in 1934 at the hands of Austria's conservative Christian Social Party, but none of it held, and Krampus emerged as a much-feared and beloved holiday force. So there's a uh, town called Linz in Austria that holds an annual Krampus parade which I'm probably going to butcher the shit out of this, but I'll try, <laughs> called uh, Perschenlauf or Klaubauf, which resurrects, it's like a centuries-old tradition. So young men will dress up as Krampus and parade through the streets in an ancient pagan ritual meant to disperse winter's ghosts. 
So they'll dress in like fur suits, carve wooden masks, carrying cowbells. Um, it's also known as the Krampus Run. And it's having a resurgence throughout Austria, Germany, Slovenia, Hungary, and the Czech Republic. And it's also started to gain recognition in the United States. Oh my God. Find your local Krampus um, Run. God, I would love to so much. Um, historically, he comes around the night of December 5th uh, in the, his uh, tradition, tagging along with St. Nicholas. He visits houses all night with his saintly pal. And while St. Nick is supposed to put candy in the good shoe, in the shoes of good kids and birch twigs in the shoes of the bad, uh, Krampus's particular specialty is punishing naughty children. And legend has it that throughout the Christmas season, misbehaved kids are beaten with birch branches or can disappear, stuffed into Krampus's sack and hauled off to his later to be tortured or eaten. Uh, so that's it. And there's lots of other uh, Krampus films that are out there that I have found on like Hulu and stuff, but I have not seen them, so I can't tell if they're very good or not. Probably not. <laughs> Um, but Krampus, uh, is just a huge fun, like, they have, there's, like, if you just look it up on Google, there's, like, so many pictures of, like, all these different parades from every year. Um, and it's, I think it looks fun. I think we should have a Krampus run in the <laughs> I'm imagining a, a bunch of people dressed as Krampus, but doing the Naruto run for some reason, like, that when I hear that. <laughs> But it's just kind of like a turkey <laughs> trot, like they're just jogging. It's a. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Though there is a little bit of the there's just a little bit of pushback against Krampus becoming so popular. Um, it, Austria is attempting uh, to commercialize the harsh persona of Krampus by selling chocolates, figurines, and collectible horns, but there are people that are complaining that Krampus is becoming too commercialized and is losing his hedge because of his newfound popularity. I liked Krampus before it was cool centuries ago. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> Where yeah. were you in I mean, everything's century. becoming too commercial, but a fucking, like, folk tale you can't say is becoming... I don't know. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and for the, uh, Mm -hmm. ending of this film, which which might already left ambiguous, because people are like, two theories, either they got a happy ending, uh, second chance to try again, or they're doomed to repeat that Christmas morning over and over again as punishment, uh, for the kid's wish. Uh, there was a comic book that was released called Krampus Shadow of St. Nicholas from Image Comics uh, that reveals that the happy ending is the true one. Nice. So, yeah, I, I was like, I always went with that one because I like to be yeah, a little more optimistic. I, like to, I'm, I usually like to believe stuff like that. Like, I prefer the the ending to the Little Shop of Horrors, like, movie ending than this to the stage ending because I like that happy ending sometimes. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Especially because, like, I mean... Mm-hmm. You, you, you grow you grow attached to these characters, at least I did, like, because it does start off as such a kind of, like, yeah. family Christmas movie that, like, watching them get off one by one, it's, and especially that ending where all the parents are dying is hard to watch, you know, like, so it's, it's kind of, yeah. plus, like, they, like, have, like, every, um, oh my god, I can't think of words today. 
like vulnerable like being they have a baby they have a dog and they have old people like that's like you don't fuck with that in horror yeah. movies usually and this is like well anyways <laughs> um rip to other horror movies yeah, I'm different I'm different mm-hmm. steal your I, baby that's not true a lot dogs die in horror movies all the fucking time but there's usually not like all three like that holy trinity <laughs> yeah what yeah oh oh um you were watching that uh, was it the Westminster? The dog show? Is this uh, the dog? dog the show? dog named Thor? And I don't... Because his name is Thor, and, like, the real dog's name is Thor that was I in this movie, that. and I'm like, is that the That's same dog? That's what I dog? thought, too, when I saw it, because it said that the dog, bulldog was named Thor, but I'm pretty sure in the dog show they said that dog was three years old, and this was made four years ago. So maybe that's mm-hmm. just a popular bulldog name. I know, oh, like, damn. what are the odds? <laughs> I'll have to fetch That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is that'll be yeah. incredible uh and also i also have to uh in the movie um just when they're going through the house where uh beth was supposed to be at her boyfriend's house and they're going through and you just see like all the wreckage mm-hmm. of krampus as like and there's like a gingerbread yes! like knifed <laughs> to the refrigerator <laughs> Like, out of context, that looks so weird. <laughs> but then it all happens to them, and it's like, oh. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's, it's so wild. <laughs> I was wondering what happened, like, if when, uh, if they were just mimicking Beth's voice to get them outside, or if that was really her yelling for help when uh, Adam Scott and his, and Howard were in the house and then they thought they heard her yelling and then oh, so they went back out was, into the snow and then dude almost right. got she taken into it because right? i because beth i think so i'm not for sure though because when the second the when the girls were upstairs the two twins were going upstairs um and then there was a girl's mm-hmm. voice speaking it didn't sound like beth at all <laughs> so i was like <laughs> is it or probably not but i just i think what also really helps this movie is that, like, the creatures that they have imagined uh, for their minions are just so creepy, and yet they still retain that, like, you could see what they were before they turned evil look. And they're just so imaginative and really well designed. Like, if I, if I wasn't doing graphic design, I would do... Uh, okay. I would do... Uh, I would love to work in the Weta workshop, honestly, because that seems like an awesome job to do. Um, so, that's, yeah, that's, I just, I love practical effects so much, and any time I get to see puppetry done for that, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> over it. Like, the only other, like, horror movie I can think of that uses puppets, like, recently is, like, fucking Wadzilla or something. <laughs> needed that a giant sperm puppet. Uh, <laughs> there's oh probably more, but it ju- you just don't see it a lot. Like We seem to use CGI for everything nowadays. Yeah. I feel like old man yells at cloud. But yeah, like really. <laughs> God. Oh, there was, if you look in uh, Max's room, the little kid, uh, you can spot the toys, uh, like some of the uh, hey. toys from Pacific Rim and Rick and Morty, apparently, and uh, Robot Chicken. So, uh, 
I was like, I had to go <laughs> back, and I was like, there they are. That. So, I was, yes. Um, I don't know. Oh, what was I going to say? Today. <laughs> I was going to say something. Oh, um, when uh, Adam Scott said that when he initially came on board, the reason why is because uh, he was talking to Michael Do- Michael Doherty, and uh, he mentioned that he wanted to make a film that had more, like, of a mm. feel of, like, the 1980s movies, you know, uh, Gremlins and Poltergeist. Yeah, and, for sure. Because that's, those like, kind of had that feeling to it. So. That, like, could get away with so much. And both of those, act like, um... Poltergeist and Gremlins. <laughs> Poltergeist is PG, right? Am I tripping? They were because they were they were both originally designed to be much darker and like R-rated, so. and like Gremlins was supposed to have a hard R at first, and they like toned it back to make it more family friendly. But they those both still, especially Gremlins, get very dark, and so that actually that that comparison makes a lot of sense. Like spiritually, this being kind of like Gremlins. Um, yeah, man. I <laughs> sidebar mm-hmm. about Adam Scott. I love him, and I love he is. He's come into my store a couple times, and he's yeah. the only person who has ever asked if he can bring his dog into the store. Like, everyone else just brings their dog into the store, which I'm like, yes, obviously you can do that. Uh, <laughs> you may do that. Please come do back. that. Let's talk about Krampus. Come back. <laughs> Someone talk to you about Krampus. So, we go uh, down sure. to the well, I got a few final events. To say about Is that. this movie a gay movie? <laughs> well, obviously those two daughters are baby Please dykes. tell me. Those, the, David Keckner's little girls that he's, like, teaching how to wrestle and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. I see what's going on here. Oh, okay. I see what's going okay. on here. Yeah, I replaced that with softball and that was me <laughs> as a preteen. <laughs> but also, the Aunt Dorothy is, like... The, the gay aunt energy that she radiates, like, that is my future. Like, that is, that's, that's obviously who she is in this. I was like, go every time she came on the screen, I was like, this is Kate energy right here in the future. God, yes! Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I hope to be as amazing as her like, one day, is, so. I know, right? She's like, where's the eggnog? I need to, I need to get married. <laughs> And then, like, see you in yeah. hell, and she's being taken off by I'm like, oh, yeah, this is me. This is gonna be- Go take the kids to the kitchen. She's like, I'll teach you how to make peppermint schnapps. <laughs> like, me. Yes! <laughs> That's absolutely- So, yeah, she's the gay aunt. This, this has generations of, of gays in the in this film. <laughs> God. So, obviously, nothing, nothing concrete, but those are my theories. Yeah, nothing really- concrete at all in this film, but I do like the energy that those characters had provided. I was like, oh yes. Mm-hmm. So, sure. shall we wind down? Sure. Yes. So, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I rewatch. I've been rewatching too much shit this month. <laughs> I, I, but I watched uh, Midnight Special. Yes. Which, uh, oh my god. <laughs> Talk about underrated. It is. I just... <laughs> If anyone listening to this has not seen Midnight Special, please go watch it right now. It's the a Jeff Nichols joint. It's, we, yes. We have to find Jeff Nichols. That's about Michael Shannon um, and Joel Edgerton road tripping with their alien son. <laughs> Something like that. 
You'll love to see it. I also, I, I went to see, uh, to kick off the holiday season, I went to see Elf at the New Beverly last night. It was a kitty matinee, so everyone was bringing their kids. Oh, yeah. And it was really cute. It was really fun. Oh. And, uh, like, and, like, the... The, the parents were laughing as much as the kids were and stuff because it still it holds up it's a really funny and smart movie yeah and it has something for everyone like I I saw it in theaters when I was a kid <laughs> but yeah nothing much I've just been rewatching a lot of stuff <laughs> and then like some random film noirs that I'm like I don't know what's going on as usual <laughs> what about you uh, I went and saw Frozen 2 on the last day of yes. November, so I, I had a good time. I thought it was better than the first one, honestly, because I was like, I like, because as I said, Let It Go walked so show yourself could run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Olaf, I, I actually really liked his character this time in the film, especially during his kind of solo part in the woods. I was like laughing Who? so much. Oh, Kristoff? I love Kristoff! Oh, Kristoff too. <laughs> Olaf, too. Olaf and Kristoff. His Did solo you say Olaf? Oh. was so good. <laughs> They're all good. Yeah, everyone, they got their own moment this time. Yeah. Like, I, wrote, I remember everyone was like, why, why did y'all waste Jonathan Groff giving him a one-minute song where he's pretending to be a reindeer in the first one? Like, yeah. yeah. The man has the range, okay? Let him do it. <laughs> so. So, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Um... You can find us at Horror Time Pod at on Twitter and Stop Horror Time Pod on Facebook, and you can find me at LM Designs there as well. Uh, where can we find you, Kate? Um, I'm at Dyke Madden on Twitter. Sorry, this one's so sh- short. I'm being called to dinner, and I was like, I did not plan this well enough, <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Um, but okay. we look forward to talking about our next horror movie uh, set during the Christmas times with you guys next week, and we will see you then. Yeah. See ya.